Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody the no huddle show here from lincoln financial field and man oh man am i happy we don't have time to go back and take sound clips from the last last podcast because <laughs> i predicted an eagles an eagles loss to the cardinals and here we sit final what was it what ended up being 34 to 7 dominating performance by the eagles and before we get into the game i just want to say two things i thought they wouldn't be able to run the ball against the cardinals they finished with like 124 yards i thought the tight ends would have trouble the tight ends caught a touchdown in the first two possessions so not my finest performance but without question one of the eagles finest games yeah Elliot, i think this was the most complete game that we've seen from the doug peterson carson wentz combination and i you know you think back to the game against the new york giants i, I said that was the coming of age moment for carson wentz to mm-hmm. be able to lead that fourth quarter tying drive and fourth quarter winning drive with the Jake Elliott field goal at the end. This was his best game. And you talk about the numbers, 21 of 30, 304 yards, four touchdowns, the interception at the end of the first half, maybe the only mistake that he made all day on an ill-advised decision, passer rating 128.3. But Elliot, you look at Carson Wentz and you look at his ability to connect on the deep ball with Nelson Aguilar, with Torrey Smith. That's what we were waiting to see. Mm-hmm. And I think this offense catapulted this team and Carson Wentz lifted this team into the level of legitimate contenders today. Not just for the division, but for a whole lot more. Yeah, and honestly, after this game, I'm, I'm midway through the third quarter, I looked over to you and I said, we're going to be talking Super Bowl. Whether or not that's realistic or not, I don't know. You look around the rest of the NFC, I haven't really had a chance to dissect the scores from the afternoon games yet today, but the Eagles are 4-1. and one. They'll go into Carolina to face a 4-1 and one Panthers team, and man, that's going to be a fun game. I mean, on the road, Thursday night, prime time. And I said this uh, to you after the game, but it seems like every week we're talking about, all right, this is a test for the Eagles. Yep. Week one, they had been struggling against the Redskins. They open on the road. That's a test for the Eagles. Week two, going to Kansas City to face one of the best teams in the AFC. That's a test for the Eagles. You can go on and on this Cardinals game look everyone's going to say this was a bad opponent and that's fine if they want to say that I can't sit here and say that because I thought the Eagles were going to lose this game I think the Cardinals clearly they were not as good as I thought they were but going into this game I thought this was a loss so I can't sit here and say oh this is a bad team they beat up on because I thought it was going to be a loss so I think it was an impressive impressive win for the Eagles and really they had this thing put away before the second quarter started yeah they really did and like I wrote in the instant analysis post up on the website right now nobody's going to confuse this Arizona Cardinals team with the 2007 Patriots nobody Nobody's going to think mm-hmm. this was Vince Lombardi's Packers of the 60s or this was the Dallas Cowboys of the 90s. But the Eagles made them look, forget one-dimensional, 
They looked non-dimensional yeah, they today. Looked you terrible. look at Carson Palmer, 44, 28 of 44, 291 yards, the one touchdown. Uh, Eagles sacked him twice. Larry Fitzgerald, six targets, six receptions on 10 targets, 51 yards, a career low against the Eagles. Andre Ellington, a running back, their leading receiver, nine catches for 65 yards. They couldn't run the ball against the Eagles. They couldn't protect Carson Wentz against the Eagles. A little surprise there. Palmer entered this week being sacked 17 times, mm-hmm. but the Eagles dominated this game in every facet. Special teams. Think about the field position that Kenyon Barner set them up with in the first half to build up that lead. Third down, they were something like 6 of 9 on third down at one point. Carson Wentz with three touchdowns and over 200 yards passing on third downs. His first four-touchdown game came today. Just every facet of this game, the Eagles checked every box, Elliot. And whether it's the Cleveland Browns, whether it's the Arizona Cardinals, whether it's the Green Bay Packers or the Dallas Cowboys, to do that on an NFL Sunday particularly after showing that you can win close games the last two weeks, this is a championship character type of team that and, we're seeing before and let's, our eyes. I mean, look, last year the Eagles lost a lot of close games, and that's been the theme over the past few weeks, some winning close games. But this is another sign of this team maturing because they didn't have it in them last year to really blow teams out like this. I mean, yeah, the Cardinals, I was wrong. They're not a good team, but they dominated this game. And, you know, it takes, like you said, in any given Sunday, I mean, it takes a really good team to, to dominate a team like that in the NFL. I mean, the Cardinals, like I said, did present, in my opinion, matchup problems for this team. The running game um, ended up with 124 yards, I believe, but they weren't overly impressive. I mean, the second half, I thought they were better. They started off slow, but Doug did stick with it. What'd they end up with? Uh, 122, they averaged 3.7 yards Well, that was yards with two Wentz kneels. So, I mean, they really had 124 sure. yards. And then 33 attempts, including, uh, I think that's what I see, 33 yep. attempts, including Wentz's um, Wentz is uh, rushing. Scrambles so, and everything. Yeah, yeah, so he did. I mean, Doug ran the ball, which I didn't think he would. And again, Zach Ertz and Trey Burton have touchdowns on the first two drives. But before we get too far into it, I just I just want to point one thing out, Elliot. And this is something that we talked about going into last week's game, and it became a, a real talking point coming off that Chargers win when the Eagles offense held the ball for the final six yeah. minutes, salted out that victory, didn't give Phillip Rivers and the offense a chance to come on and, and you know mount a legitimate comeback or even take the lead in a one-score game. The Eagles end up winning 26-24. But again today, you look at that fourth quarter, the Eagles had a drive. 9-14 in time of possession in the fourth quarter. And I know they were up big at that point. I know they were up at that point, I believe, by a decisive score of 31-7. to But to still keep the ball away from Carson Palmer and Larry Fitzgerald and Jaron and John Brown, to, to hold on to the ball for 9 minutes and 14 seconds after putting together that 6-minute drive last week, that goes to show you that they could run the ball effectively, that Carson Wentz could be effective, that his decision-making was there. And those are the type of things that teams that make long playoff runs do on a weekly basis. Yeah. And that's what the Eagles are doing right and now, and it's pretty impressive. And, I, I mean, look, me and you have had our debates about Chip Kelly, and we're not going to have a Chip debate right now, but that is one area Doug has clearly, clearly gets it. I mean, this team dominates time of possession. They were first in the league last year, I believe, or at least top three. They're number one in the league this year, and I'm sure they will be again after today. And like you said, I mean, there's so many times where you look up and you say, man, how long is this driving going? And it's, you know, eight, nine minutes. And Brandon Graham said today in the locker room after the game, that's been huge for this defense because they're not playing as much. But to get to Doug, I mean, you can see early on that 
Doug is coming into these games and out-coaching his, his opposing head coach. I mean, the Eagles go up 21 nothing in the first quarter. I believe the Eagles have scored on four of their opening drives in five games this year. And yeah, that is Wentz, that is execution, but a large part of that is Doug. I mean, he likes to script his first whatever plays, 20, 15, yeah, yep. 15, 21 plays or whatever. And they work to perfection. I mean... To score 21 points is incredibly impressive. To do it the way they did, I mean, you know, hitting Ertz over the middle. And how good was Wentz today on third down, actually, to get off on a tangent? But this, I mean, he he said earlier this week, and he said multiple times, the number one thing he's worked on, the number number one thing he worked on this past offseason was situational football, which to him means third down and red zone. And today he was phenomenal. Really all season he's been. I wish there was a stat for clutch third downs because it feels like he's been great in that. But today, especially, of his four touchdowns, three of them came on third down. Um, I believe the Eagles at one point were seven of nine. I'd have to look up and see yep. what see what they finished. But Wentz, Wentz was phenomenal today on third down. And that's the difference between winning and losing games. So we talk about, you know, dissecting this game. You can only dissect so much because they dominated. But if you talk about what you learned from this team, again, we saw third down, they're, they're, they're winning. They're getting the teams off the field on third down. They're holding on to the ball. He did have a turnover to today, Wentz, and it was not, not a good throw. But they, in general, they've been taking care of the ball. So, yeah, the Cardinals maybe aren't a great team, but how the Eagles are winning this game is extremely encouraging if you're an Eagles fan. Yeah, Elliot, here's the number. They entered today's game with an average. They were leading the league in time of possession. The average was 35 minutes and 28 seconds. They won this game today holding the ball 35 minutes and 47 <laughs> seconds. So it's right on right on target. And, and you think about keeping the defense fresh. You, keep, you think about running the football effectively. And think about where we were back in week two at Arrowhead Stadium. You and I did the podcast, and we were screaming for the Eagles to run the ball, screaming for them to figure out what to do with LeGarrette Blunt. Yeah. You fast forward, here we are to week five. Eagles sit at 4-1, and one, and LeGarrette Blunt again today averaged 5.3 yards per carry, 14 carries, 74 yards. Kenyon Barner was an absolute godsend in all faces. Five he ran carries, really hard today on those kick returns. Three yards, average 4.6, and Corey Clement, seven carries for 17 yards. You talk about a slippery runner. You talk about an elusive runner with good vision. Kenyon Barner showed you that today, and it's that balance. So we talked about it on the podcast on on Friday, Elliot. What would they be able to do against Patrick Peterson in the secondary? How would they be able to run the ball? What does the game plan look like? And here we are, six scrambles for Carson Wentz, two of them kneel downs at the, at the end of the game, and that basically puts you at Carson Wentz passing attempts 34 rushing attempts 31 that's mm-hmm. as balanced as you're going to get yeah and that's a pretty you know unique winning formula for them for sure and I mean you look at some of the other players what they did today I thought the tight ends were going to be an issue Zach Ertz six catches for 61 yards yep. today and a touchdown Trey Burton two catches for 16 yards and a touchdown and one thing we've really debated here not debated but you've brought up is Wentz's struggles down the field with his accuracy not today not today and not really in training camp so it was odd to see him struggle early on in the season with that and I thought a little bit was being too much was being made of that but Today, he was on the money. I mean, the pass to Torrey Smith was was really good. That long touchdown, obviously Nelson Aguilar makes the touchdown, which is with, with his, you know, breaking all those tackles after the catch. But that throw might have been Wentz's best deep throw of the season. I mean, putting it literally right on Aguilar's fingertips as he's cutting across the field. And in my uh, report card, you know, at first, I thought Wentz was a little erratic just a little early on. But overall, I mean, if he throws the ball like he did today, this is going to be an extremely tough team to beat. And one thing I talked to a few players about in the locker room after the game was, 
to me, the thing I notice is Wentz always needs to be first. Like, even today, I noticed when they run out of the tunnel, he's the first. When they run in, he's first. Jalen Mills said today his car is always the first one to leave, and it always seems like it's the last one there. And I think players talked about players talked about that today, about how his personality is rubbing off on this team. And I think you really saw that today, because Carson Wentz, yes, it was North Dakota State, but this guy was a winner in college. Yep. And, you know, people can debate how much quarterback win-loss record matters, but he knows how to consistently win. He knows how to get this team up for games where, you know, at North Dakota State, he probably, 90% of his games, he went into it, you know, thinking that, thinking they would win or, you know, being heavily favored. And that's a situation this Eagles team has struggled with in the past. But I think you're really seeing Wentz's personality rub off on the team and the fact that they're up for every game. They play really hard on every snap, and yeah. that's partially Doug. But this team really knows how to get up, and they've been competitive in every single game for every single snap, and that's incredibly impressive. And, and I think you're seeing the evolution of a quarterback. You're yeah. seeing him develop. And and let, let's be real about this. They were 1-7. He was 1-7 in one-score games last year. They've already won three of those so far through the first five weeks. You look at what he's been able to do. His deep ball accuracy had been an issue earlier this year. That You saw him completely miss Alshon Jeffrey when he got behind the Giants secondary by two steps. You saw him mm. leave a couple opportunities on the field against the Redskins back in week one. But today, he was deadly accurate on the deep ball. You think to, to last week, he was deadly accurate on the sideline throw deep to Nelson Aguilar and the throw deep over the middle to Zach Ertz. These are things week by week, you're seeing Carson Wentz check off boxes and, and accomplish things on the football field that we hadn't seen through yeah. his first 18, 19 games as a rookie. Today, I thought he really put it all together. And I think that if we want to make any sweeping judgments on Carson Wentz, it is that he has taken that leap that he needed to take for the Eagles to be a legitimate contender going into this season. And we're already over a quarter of the way through this season, Elliot, and it just seems like all of the things that we thought might have been concerns during his rookie year might have been things that we wanted to see him improve on in his second year. He's done it. Yeah, I mean, he's thrown the ball. They haven't added it up yet, but I think he's thrown the ball roughly 180 times in five games. And that interception he had, I think you can make the argument was really maybe the only time this season where he, the ball hasn't been tipped, and he's really put the ball in harm's way. I mean, I'm sure there's one or two snaps or throws I'm forgetting. But to throw the ball up that many times, and yes, they are more balanced than they used to be, but I think that's what's impressive about him is he, he's so smart with the football. And last year when he threw 14 interceptions in 16 games, that wasn't really characteristic for him. He didn't throw a ton of interceptions in um, – in college, and he has that gunslinger um, label attached to him, but that doesn't mean he's reckless with the ball. That just means he's willing to keep going deep, and I think that's what you saw today. He talked about it after the game. He said, you know, I, I have always had faith in, uh, faith, excuse me, faith in Torrey Smith, and you saw that today in the fact that he kept throwing deep to him. So that's who you have in Carson Wentz, but I think what you're seeing now, you know, 20, 21 games into his career, is he is pretty smart with the football, and he doesn't put it in harm's way a lot. So, But the next thing I really wanted to talk about, now that we've, you know, gone about Wentz for so long the secondary I thought yeah. the secondary was really good today um Rasul Douglas gets the start even though Jalen Watkins is back healthy Jalen Mills is out there today he uh has the he he gets looked at by trainers temporarily but then he comes back I thought the secondary stepped up big time today against a, a Cardinals team that yeah their offensive line struggles but decent quarterback in Carson Palmer and really skilled receivers. Um, so I thought they played very well. Oh, I thought so too. And I think that when you look at what they've been able to do over the course of this season, particularly today, 
Elliot, they're no longer that top concern, that top worry that we all thought they'd be going into the year. Patrick Robinson's been a real pleasant surprise. Jalen Mills, combining with Robinson, they held Larry Fitzgerald to 51 yards today. He's killed them in the past, eight touchdowns in seven career games against them. So, so clearly that was the priority take away Fitzgerald, but they, they really did a nice job of taking the – Arizona receivers out of this game. Mm-hmm. And Jaron Brown and John Brown are two speedsters, two of the fastest wide receivers in football, and they were essentially irrelevant today. So I look at what they've been able to do. Rodney McLeod had a big game, saved the touchdown at the end. Malcolm Jenkins what had a, a hustle couple of play time by with McLeod, tackles. By yeah. What a hustle play. Absolutely. And, and I just think that not that the concerns about the secondary were overblown, but much like we've talked about Wentz, they've really played their way into being, if not a strength of this team, an aspect of this team that you don't feel worried about that matchup, regardless of who's on the other well, side. Well, yeah, I'm not sure that uh, the issues, the potential worries about the secondary were overblown. I just think everyone's played up to their potential. I mean, you know, yeah. when you looked, you could, you could say, all right, well, maybe Jalen Mills will be good, but they have an issue at the secondary, other secondary spot. Malcolm Jenkins took, in my opinion, a little bit of a step back last year. What if he takes another step back? You could look and you could see there were potential issues, but you thought, all right, maybe this will work out. I mean, Jalen Mills, yeah, he gets targeted a lot, but he is an awesome tackler. And you can really see that he does give up catches sometimes, but he's great at minimizing damage. Today, Rasul Douglas, you saw what the Eagles like about him. I freaked, I think it was in the it was in the second quarter. Um, long A long attempt by Carson Palmer. Douglas was beat on the play, yep. but he uses his length to get up, just barely get his fingertip on it, or at least it looked like he did, and you know, make the make the uh, deflect the pass. You kind of saw saw today what the Eagles wanted out of each of their cornerbacks, and they're getting it. I mean, Patrick Robinson has played really, really well. And the thing is, if you look at the five cornerbacks on the Eagles roster of significance, between Jalen Mills, Patrick Robinson, Rasul Douglas, Sidney Jones, and Ronald Darby, you can make the argument the best two cornerbacks aren't even on the field right now for this team. So if they get those guys back, it'll be really interesting, interesting to see how they handle it because how can you look Jalen Mills in the eyes and, and bench this guy? I mean, he's played really well. He's, he's met every request you've made of him, even when it was covering Julio Jones, following Odell Beckham two yep. weeks ago. So it'll be really to see how they handle that. That's a problem for later down the year, well, but even, it's even, a good problem to have and a problem we didn't think they would have. Right, and it's a great problem to have, but it's also, Elliot, the Ronald Darby jersey, Ronald Darby injury, rather, right. it's kind of turned into not, maybe not a blessing in disguise, but it's created an opportunity for Rasul Douglas and the to Jalen play, Watkins injury. Right, to play much earlier than this coaching staff wanted to. If I remember correctly, he was inactive week one against the Redskins, or at the very yeah, he was he a healthy play. scratch. He was a healthy scratch. He yep. was a healthy scratch week one, and, and here you are in week five. Didn't start week two either. And he's making plays. He had an interception against Eli Manning on an underthrown ball uh, here, but it's still an interception in a division game. Now, whether or not he's still in this lineup by year's end when Darby comes back and if Sidney Jones comes back, these snaps and this playing mm-hmm. time is going to pay huge dividends for Rasul Douglas going into his second year. So whether he figures to be a starter or in the nickel or even playing significant snaps or if he's even the odd man out once Darby and Jones get healthy and come in here this playing time is something that the Eagles didn't anticipate him getting didn't anticipate him being able to handle as well as he has and it's going to be critical to his development what he's been able to do during these last yeah, four games. Yeah, and the thing about the secondary is look, I mean, they haven't faced a, a ton of good quarterbacks this year. I mean, they faced actually, I mean, I guess Alex Smith is pretty good, Kirk Cousins. And yeah, maybe when they face 
you know, Rivers. when the, yeah, when they face some of the top top quarterbacks in the league, maybe Rasul Douglas and Jalen Mills will struggle. But the reality is, and this kind of gets in the larger picture, what I wanted to talk about. There's not a ton of good quarterbacks out there. I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. Yeah. There's maybe ten really good quarterbacks in the league. I think Carson Wentz is one of them. And there but, aren't many really good teams either. You no. talk about every team you can look up and down and say that they have holes or that they need to address, you know, X, Y, or Z in terms of the makeup of their roster or even what they're able to do on a weekly basis. And we've seen this Eagles team, because of how young they are at so many key positions, we've seen them really develop and we've mm-hmm. seen Wentz really develop. Yeah. Quickly. So, so it'll be all right. So so we want to talk about this early on. I feel like we've dissected this beat down the Eagles handed out. Larger picture here. Um, I mean, it's going to be, you know, it's not even Monday yet. So it's not even overreaction Monday. It's overreaction Sunday evening. Where can this team go? I mean, you know, you look around the NFC, um, you know, I, I, I'm not, still not big on the Cowboys. I know we have our bet that they'll fin- I think they'll finish under seven wins, seven or under. But, I mean, the Packers, the Falcons, I guess the Seahawks. I mean, where do you think this team is and what do you think can be realistic expectations? Um, I pick them to win the division. I still feel very good about that. I know you thought they were at least going to be in competition. So both of us thought they were, if not a playoff team, a borderline playoff team. How far do you think they can go based off what you've seen today, but also over the first five games? Yeah, I, I think, Elliot, that they are probably, if you're breaking it down into tiers, mm-hmm. I think that the Packers, even though they're losing to Cow- the Cowboys right now, I think the Packers and the Falcons are in that upper tier. And then I think the Eagles are the best team in that second mix. I think mm. the Cowboys are squarely in the mix, and I've said it before on this podcast, and I feel stronger about this every week. The NFC East is going to be decided by the winners of those two games the Eagles have against the Cowboys in November and December. Yep. I still believe that if the Eagles are going to make the playoffs, if they're going to win the division, it's going to come down to taking care of business against Dallas. Then you have teams like the Rams, you have teams like the Seahawks, you have teams like the Lions, the Falcons, the Panthers. I think the Eagles are a playoff team, but I want to see what they do against Carolina. What do they do against a very physical defense like the Denver Broncos? What happens in those two games against the Dallas Cowboys? But let's say, you know, you start out and the Eagles are sitting here at four and one. Even if you lose on Thursday night in Carolina, you come back and you take care of business, you sweep the Redskins, you're five and two. Yeah. You talk about being five and two after the first seven weeks. Then if you win any fewer than nine games, the season's a disappointment. Do I think that they can get a bye in the first round of the playoffs? I don't know that they're quite there yet, but I think anything short of winning the division and making the postseason is going to have to be considered a disappointment for this and, team. I mean, the Panthers are a team that, look, you can go into Carolina next week, or next Thursday, so I guess it's this week, and lose the game. But if you're competitive in that game, you take the best punch the Panthers have, you step up to the, the spotlight of being in prime time against another playoff team, that can be an emotional win for the Eagles. Look, I mean, I know emotional wins aren't going to help them get a bye. And even though this team is now without question a playoff contender and should be looking at playoff positioning, they're also still a team, I think, that can get emotional wins because they're second-year quarterback, second-year head coach. But, you know, when you talk about what we should expect from this team going forward, the Eagles have finished, have started out 4-1 and one twice since 2000. Uh, they did it in 2006 and they did it in 2014. Both times they finished with at least 10 wins, and they finished 10 and 6. 2006, they made the playoffs and won a playoff game. 2014, Chip's second year. I mean, most 10-win teams should be a playoff team, and they were maybe even better than they were in 2013. They just didn't end up qualifying for the postseason. So I think at this point, if the Eagles don't finish with 10 wins, especially when with how their schedule shakes out after this Carolina game, you have to look at that as a disappointment. I don't think this team is going to collapse. I think they had their struggles last year. 
obviously the lane potential head injury or having a head injury potential yep. concussion might be an issue against Carolina, but it doesn't seem to be long term. I mean, I think this team has no excuse not to win at least ten games, and I I think they could get to eleven now because they're showing that they're not they're going to beat the teams they they should, and they've stepped up in the games that they need to against good teams. No, I agree, and and that's why I think that the ceiling has never been higher for Carson Wentz. It's never been mm-hmm. higher for this team. They have a formula now, and I know that people are going to say it's cliche, and I keep repeating myself. But you dominate time of possession. You play stifling defense. You can salt out victories in the fourth quarter. You can run the ball. Those are all ingredients to playoff caliber football teams. Now, they've done it against a one-win Los Angeles Charger team. They go in and beat the Giants at MetLife today. They've done it against yeah. a winless Giants team. And they did it against a, a really subpar and under-talented at this point Arizona Cardinals team. Can this show go on the road? Can they go to Carolina? Can they come back and play Denver? Can they do it against the Cowboys? Those are going to be the tests. But if I'm sitting here and it's the first Sunday in October, second Sunday in October, rather, because last week was October 1st, I think the Eagles are right there in the mix. I, I think that they are one of probably the top four or five teams in the NFC. Yeah, and I saw, uh, I think it was Jimmy Kemsky of Philly Voice tweet this out. The Eagles have the best plus-minus point differential at plus 38, at least as of right now before these 4 o'clock games are over, in the NFL. So, I mean, sorry, the NFC. So, yeah, they, they maybe they haven't played great teams every week, but I think their schedule has not certainly not been easy. I mean, three of the first four were on the road. Um Arizona today is what it is, but here, let's do this to wrap the podcast up. So I'm going to give you the name of every team in the NFC that currently has a winning record and I'll do the Cowboys too, since they're winning. You just say if the Eagles are better or worse than them. And then if I disagree, I'll chime in. If I don't, it means I agree. So Cowboys. Uh, I think the Eagles, they're they're better than the Cowboys. Marginally better. All right. Well, we agree better. I think they're considerably better. I think we'll see that when they go there, but Redskins better, better. All right, Rams, uh, better. Seahawks, <laughs> I'm not ready. To say not that. ready to say that. I'm yeah. even, even or worse. All right, Packers, I'm I'm uh, not there yet. Uh, probably a little worse. Lions, about the same. All right, I'll go a little better there. Um, and then Panthers, I guess we'll find out. We'll Thursday. find out Thursday. I think, I think they were the, dead even with them though. Dead even. I give a slight edge to the Panthers. Falcons, Falcons are better. All right, so you have. So I can tell you of the Falcons, the Packers, the Seahawks, and maybe the Cowboys. Yes. And we, we didn't include the Panthers. So we're talking three or four teams. So I think the expectation for this team, I mean, not to get overhyped, but look, can this team make it to the NFC champion, the NFC championship game? Absolutely. I think they can. And if you can make it there, then, yeah, you're a Super Bowl contender. If you're in the playoffs, here's my, and my, here's my thing about the NFL. If you're in the playoffs and you have a quarterback – you're a Super Bowl contender. If you're Houston and you qualify and you have, you know, Brock Osweiler or whoever starting for Oh, you, they have but, a quarterback now, though. Yeah, well, the Eagles might have a top five or yeah, – yeah. You're, yeah, you're right. The Texans do, right. But, uh, I mean, the Eagles, Wentz is, you know, top eight, top top seven. I mean, he's he's playing really well. Oh, you'll see when the power rankings come out on uh, <laughs> on Tuesday. I do see some big moves coming yeah, for Carson Yeah, I think Wentz. he's going to be up high. And so if they can get in the playoffs, which I think they will, and they have Wentz, yeah, they haven't, Wentz hasn't played in a playoff game, so you take that a little bit in consideration. But I don't see any reason this team, I mean, who they face in the playoffs, I don't see any reason – any team out there where I would say they have no shot against that team? I, I think they're in the conversation, and they would not get blown out by any team in the NFC, and I think they're teams they'd beat. Yeah, no, I agree. So, look, I mean, big win today. I was wrong. I predict I'm now 15-6 and six since Doug Cook took over, so i got to pick it back up. Tough one for me, but 
Obviously, a very impressive win for the Eagles. Ooh, I'm, I'm four and one picking the Eagles yeah, this year. Yeah, you're doing good this year. Back, I'm three and two. So. Back when everybody called me a troll week one <laughs> and week two for picking against them. Well, uh, the Carolina one's one. going to be a tough one to pick. I that agree. That one's going to be tough. So it's going to be a crazy next few days. Um, we'll do our reaction pod with with Joe on Tuesday. So make sure you guys tweet us your takes off of this game. You can go just Cardinals. You can do larger pitcher since this was such a, a blowout win. Tweet us at hashtag the no huddle show or email us at the no huddle show at njadvancemedia.com. And we'll go over your takes on Tuesday. Um, the Eagles are going to practice Tuesday. They fly to Carolina Wednesday and then Thursday night. I mean, this is going to be yep. an amazing game. And by the way, I've only been to that Panther Stadium once, and I think it was when Bradford was the quarterback and yep. Chip was there. That is a great stadium. That is a tough defense. I remember walking out that stadium last time thinking, and that was the year the Panthers went to the Super Bowl. I remember thinking that's a Super Bowl team. And I'm not saying they are this year, but this is a great, great test for the I Eagles. think it's going to represent their toughest test of the season so far outside of Kansas City. Kansas City's probably going to be the best team they've played on the schedule. Carolina's going to be close. Before we yeah. get out of here, Elliot, I know they're starting to shut the lights off. Number one, Thank you for the five-star reviews. Keep them coming. <laughs> yeah. We're climbing Amen. up the rankings. We, I, we love the feedback. Yep. Throw me a follow on Twitter, <laughs> at Matt Lombardo PHL. You can follow Elliot if you're not already, at Elliot Shore Parks. But five-star reviews. Follow us on Twitter. The show's continuing Subscribe. to grow. Subscribe to the show, and it's all because of you guys, and we really enjoyed the feedback. Yep. There you go. Can't say it better. So, good win for the Eagles. A lot to talk about in this upcoming week. Um, Matt, I will talk to you and Joe. Looking forward to it.